This is the Barbarian Rhetoric Podcast. Acta non verba. Carrying your load. <laughs> I wouldn't expect you to carry my load. There. I Good. expect you to clean it up after, though. <laughs> Fuck that. Remember, I cook and do laundry. <laughs> I don't do bathrooms. I wasn't talking about that load. So. <laughs> oh. Ooh. Well, in that case, moving right along, <laughs> <from> that visual <laughs> image. I'm ready for sunshine. So, if you're listening to this podcast, whenever it comes out, hopefully some sunshine has brightened my day because vitamin D hasn't been kicking it up. And uh, if you're in a southern state where you got more sunshine, enjoy it because we've had like nine days of gray. Mm-hmm. In rain, in mist. The other day it said fog, which really should have said misty because it missed it just enough that if you leave the wipers on, it annoys the living daylights out of you. But you can't turn them them off. Yeah, but you can't leave it on like that extended stroke because it's like the the window gets too covered. It's like, oh, yeah. Yeah, we um, we didn't get any snow here, but it literally like rain slash misty for I'd rather I don't know, had a good 36, 48 hours. Yeah. Mm. yeah. It's just I was looking at the weather like when I'm going to see the sun next and it's still like another four or five days off. It's like yeah, I you live in Seattle, day. so <laughs> I know I feel like it. No wonder all those people are screwed up. (laughs) It just wears on you. It's like, I'm ready for some sun. I'd rather work nights and sleep during the day and miss the gray. The gray just wears me out. I get home and I want to go to bed at five. Yeah. Yeah, this shit is annoying as hell. It's been misting constantly. Today was just gloomy, except the Part of the day, the first part of the day, it was pretty damn cold, but it got up to 40 and it felt like 50. It was it, weird. Yeah, but it's still, it's like a damp, humid cold. Yeah. You're like, it, it just sucks. It's like, just just get cold and snow already. <laughs> At least the sun would sparkle off the white stuff until it turned slush. Oh. Yeah, and I then, think. I want more opinions. I have my own opinions. Why is it that idiots don't turn on their lights anymore? I I have it's truck drivers too, not just cars, but cars are like black, gray, blue. And in all this fog and grayness we have in, I've probably almost pushed a half a dozen cars off the road because I literally can't see them in my mirrors because they're gray. They blend in. No, No one turns their lights on. And it's a state law, and I don't get it. Maybe everyone just assumes they have automatic, automatic lights, That's even the though they're driving thing. a seventy, you know, a sixty-eight Beetle. No, <laughs> actually, most have... of the old cars have their lights on because they don't. I think it's all these people with automatic lights, but, but why think... aren't automatic lights working? Well, yeah. you still got to turn the switch on. Yeah, you still got to. 
my car is a is a bluish gray car. I drive with my lights on even when it's bright out because you can't see the thing. It'll blend in. I mean, I want people to see me. I don't want to get run over. But yeah, I'm not sure why that is. I've noticed some people, um, some cars without any lights on. It's like, wait a minute, what? You yeah. hiding from the cops? <laughs> you in stealth mode? That's that a mobile bad idea. stealth mode. <laughs> Shit, it don't work like that. I remember I was like still in high school, turn out a Taco Bell at 10 o'clock. I forgot I didn't have my lights on. I literally turned the corner out and then turned on my lights and I got pulled over for it. <laughs> like i forgot can't you tell i turned them on oh I and, thought you and especially with all the spotlights and stuff on i could understand that but not in the middle of the interstate with no lights anyway in town in town where it's all lit up i can see people screwing up because it's freaking bright but They'll have their wipers on and don't have their lights on. I'm, I'm grumbled. This one's been irritating me for days <laughs> because with all this grayness, it's so hard to see cars. I just, I had one in St. Louis. I had my turn signals on. I'm trying to get over. I had an open space and this gray car almost smacked the side of me. I'm like, did, did you guys not see me? I'm right here, you know, lights flare, big truck. No, because I didn't see them because they, of course, didn't have their lights on for one. But, yeah, it's like, I don't know. I, I think there's just more idiots on the road. I really do. A lot of people shouldn't have the driver's license that they've been given. I just, <laughs> and it's not just an age thing. Age plays into it, but it's not just an age thing. Well, I thought you were talking about your age, being grumbly about it. Oh, that too, probably. <laughs> I don't know. It's like, am I going blind? You know, I almost want to ask myself. It's like, no. Am I no, the no. problem here? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> am I the issue? Am, am I the one with am the Am I the asshole? And then I ask other people about it. And they're like, no, no, I noticed it too. So I'm not the only one. I've been asking a lot of people about it. And they're like, maybe you're not the only asshole. That, that's, <laughs> oh, that we know is true. Yeah, that's, <laughs> but I'd rather be an asshole than a dumb ass. So yeah, that's fair. Dumb asses get run off the road. Speaking of, <laughs> not Geico. Oh, um, Gecko. The insurance. Is it Gecko, Geico? Geico is a that? Gecko for the commercials. <laughs> yes, You're okay. right. And right. Yeah, you were right. Yeah. I'm driving down and I look over the insurance car split the railing or I should say the railing split the split insurance, the insurance car. car it has the freaking gecko on the side of the car and everything and they it's like huh do you, huh, do, you, do you just write up your own insurance policy when you do that We're talking on a stretch of road that there's like it's straight. I the guy yeah. had to been looking at his phone or something doing an insurance quote, drove off the side of the road, and he what do you t boned it? No, I don't it's not really T bone. Yeah, because T bone would be from the side, side so he yeah. just like head on head on right into the railing, 
right up halfway up into the maybe he was like huh i wonder how far i could get this thing (laughs) i don't know but it was like it'd be like the movies where i could just shear the car in half half you know how how do you call that in you are the insurance person yeah because aren't those the guys that drive around to do quotes Mm-hmm. Sounds like that's a deer that ran out in front of me, and I tried to swerve and missed it. And the truck pushed him off the road at the same time. Got him yeah, it wasn't truck. my fault. Yeah, wasn't my the truck ran me any over story and- I can come up with that ends with not my fault. <laughs> all right, <laughs> I'm and guessing really that's how state- you call that in. Because it's like the state troopers must have had some fun with this because they put cones out there. The car yeah. should have already been towed, but it hadn't been towed yet. So it's like, did the insurance agents want more pictures? It's one of those which I could have turned around and went and taken a picture of it. Because Yeah, that's uh, yeah, somebody wanted to make. I mean, the, the story kind of writes itself, right? It does. It, that's like a meme. You could throw yeah. that picture up and have a thousand memes. I mean, that's yeah. awesome. I good stuff. Yeah, yeah. Something that's <laughs> yeah. At the risk of alienating folks, something that's been bugging the shit out of me lately. I've seen ads, whether it's for those mattresses for fat people. Or shirts for fat people. Yeah, there is a big, I forget what it's called, big something, big fit mattress or something like that. But it's basically mattress and box spring that can take like a thousand pounds. Jesus. Um, and then there's wait, how uh, big is the bed? They have sex on. How big is you the could, bed? Uh, up to king size. Oh, they're gonna tell me it's only twin. No, no, they're <laughs> um. They have all the usual sizes or those shirts for men, like T-shirt company, whatever for men that it's like, you know, if you're basically if you're fat, wear this shirt and you look good in it. Well, it's like, well, I got an idea for both of those. Just lose some fucking weight. Yeah. Now, I understand if you are a big and tall man, like if you're six, eight two, whatever, 300, I mean, and you look but you look. If you're a strong man, okay. But the percentage of those folks statistically is quite small. I mean, I'm not saying it's zero. Well, but that's that's like normal Carhartt shirts. I quit buying them because Carhartt shirts, they would fit me in the shoulders and then they would balloon out from there. Yep. Why? Because you got all these construction. Well, I won't say construction. I'll say road crew guys, because that's <laughs> where you see most. You know, they're, they're all huge, all car hard shirts. These, it's like you can't. Even their slim fit is not slim. It's yeah. it's still blown it's out. More fit than slim. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, you get one that fits you in the shoulders, good, and then it's like it's made for a fat person. I'm like, no, I don't want to wear a tent. I. So I and every buy. time I see those ads, I just want to type in or reply or share the post or something and say, just lose some fucking weight. And then you don't have to worry about the kind of mattress you have or the special clothes that you have to buy as a man to hide your beer gut. 
Yeah. Well, that's like going around to all my stops. Everybody wants to offer me a cookie. Everybody wants to offer me a brownie because they got all this, all this baked goods. And I keep going, no, because if I say yes to you, I'm going to say yes to someone else. And I'm like, I can't handle all this junk food. I'm like, the only one I'll say yes to, and it's because it's warm and buttered, is one of them makes um, homemade muffins. And it's those big blueberry muffins. And they cut it open and they put like some butter in there. And it's like heated and but. Okay. Breathing ensues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> One muffin and a oh, all right, I'll do that. But it's like, yeah, even when you're like looking at homemade brownies, you're like, mm, nope, passing. Thank yeah. you. But no. we had a food day at work today, and I made oatmeal butterscotch bars for that. It's like, oh, that sounds good. I could eat the whole pan. Like it's like fortunately enough, like there's. Not a lot left, but it's one of those, like you were saying, once you have one, you have them all, whatever yeah. number that is. And it's just like, ugh. and then you just get sick and you're like, then I wonder why I'm feeling like garbage. Oh, well, I ate like garbage today. Oh, that makes sense. See, this is a good point because this will come out next week, right before Christmas. It's like people just, just learn to say no, you know, you tell me that. <laughs> Every time I I'm going to see the in-laws and it's <laughs> it's gonna be rough. A table full of, of baked goods. It's good extras. food. It's different when it's just it's a bunch of shit, but when it's really good. good. Yeah. <sighs> so it's it's a lot of uh eating, a lot of laying on the couch, contemplating yeah. my life. Eating <laughs> more. And then some drinks at night. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's usually what Makes the holidays seem. So do you usually just wear sweatpants? Currently, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I have... Or no pants. You know, if I'm at my house, I don't really give a fuck. <laughs> I know, but if you're at your in-laws, All that's right. why I was asking if you wore sweatpants. I know you just walk around with a hoodie at home. I'd, pr- I'd probably just wear sh- athletic shorts. Okay, athletic shorts. Still elastic band. So you know exactly. To, yeah, gotcha. Classy. Mm, absolutely. <laughs> I'm not gonna wear my nice jeans that I'm gonna fucking rip from just <laughs> one meal. Has <laughs> he got a gimlet? Uh, yeah, he does. But he's on mute and doesn't I know, realize it's it so awesome. make fun of him. I'm just glad I Sorry. can listen to you. <laughs> Some of my best stuff. Um, sidecar, not a gimlet. Sidecar. So sidecar. it's brandy and orange liqueur and lemon juice. Actually, doesn't sound bad. That one sounds good. No, that's really good. And <coughs> I have a honey. You, said you make your own simple syrups, right? Yes, it's oh. real easy to make a simple syrup. Five ounces of water and uh, three quarter cup sugar. I was looking at doing flavored ones. Uh, what are you looking for? Maybe I got something for it. I found the recipe. I just need to oh. actually do it. And that seems what, really hard. What were you looking to make? <laughs> this is why you don't drink cocktails. <laughs> I think we've had this discussion. I mean, simple before. syrup on its own is easy enough. Uh, it was just peach simple syrup. 
So how about like okay, sugar and water, but then what do you what's the recipe say for the peach part? Mm-hmm. Peaches. Hey, let it wrong. set for a week. I don't know. Or, or something to Okay, uh, well he's looking that up. Something else I've noticed. I've been getting a cup my, of peaches. Uh, just peaches. A cup. A cup of peaches, a half cup of granulated sugar, and a third cup of water. Oh, okay. And then let it right until the sugar dissolves, and then you gotta let it set for some period of time so that peach flavor soaks into it, marinates. Yeah. Yeah. Or fully cool to room temperature before using. Oh, you boil it. Yeah, it says heat the peach chunks of sugar and water on a saucepan over medium to high heat. Bring the mixture to a moderate simmer. Continue to simmer the syrup for 10 to 15 minutes until it thickens up. Uh, and then strain it or something. Yeah, fine mesh strain it. Remove the peach chunks. Or cheesecloth, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, okay. That's it's, So it's almost like you're making a, a peach jam, really. I mean, not quite but because it'd be more runny but yeah that's that a little... does sound like work i know right because you're... you're cooking something uh, no no it's not the cooking it's that i'll have to clean up afterwards that's what your fiance is for yeah isn't she the dishwasher yes and i am okay. the dish putter aware so there it is there it is and the dish dirtier so damn straight you're good actually actually if we're talking in the grand scheme of things i make less dishes overall well of course because i've had experience of not making dishes (laughs) or just throwing them away and i'm good at that too you gotta go with your strengths it's all good (laughs) and dollar store let's get some new points Or if you want to get real technical, I was really good at using paper plates. Yeah, really damn good. I hated paper plate. Paper and styrofoam are no goes for me. There's certain ones that like it's that it's paper, but it's like the sturdy kind of paper. It's not those regular white ones. Yeah, like the chinette or whatever. Yeah, almost borderline cardboard. (laughs) Exactly. That's what I'm talking about. This is something else, though, talking about drinks and such. You know how in Europe, with all the diseases and stuff through the histories they had, they said beer saved them. And they talk about how all the other beers had probiotics and everything else. Mm-hmm. Well, I've never noticed mm. this until recently, but I've been getting my uh, well, yeast. And- yeah, the, my kombucha tea. Mm-hmm. I've been getting in like these big 46 ounce things or whatever. And when I pour it, it looks like I'm pouring beer. Beer. It is like it. I have come to the conclusion that kombucha tea is basically non-alcoholic beer. Now you take that back. It does have alcohol in it. What does? Kombucha. Does it have alcohol in it? Yes, sir. I'll have to check that. It is. It. I mean, is it a byproduct of the fermentation? Yes. So it has like what a trace amounts, not like. It is there. I, be, I don't get me wrong. I there might be like look. a thing that they actually remove it because you can buy, you can go buy like a kombucha alcohol, actually alcohol. 
So, which would make sense because yeah. it's like it's just an offshoot of the fermentation. But when you pour it, it gets a really nice head. I mean, and, and if I let it get the head and everything, it actually tastes better. And I'm like, and it tastes like some of the beers I've had, those goofy, what, IPAs or whatever, fruity. Oh, yeah, some of those things. things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the, the, them girly Yeah, there's maybe drinks. something to that. And I'm like, oh, this is like drinking beer. And it's so how much alcohol is in kombucha? Kombucha's alcohol content is minimal with most commercially available brews containing 0.5%. This technically makes, makes it non-alcoholic as a drink is only classified as alcoholic if it contains more than 1.2%. So that's why they don't have it labeled. So it, it does have all that's good knowledge. So I'm yeah. basically drinking a beer a day. Is what it comes down keeps to. Keeps the doctor away. Yeah, you know. Yeah, if, you keeps... keep, if you drink a whole 10 of them, it's one beer. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's what, an eight-ounce glass or whatever? Mm-hmm. I think it's the small ones. Something like that. I don't know. They're tasty. Have you tried? Do you like the flat ones or the fizzy ones? The last ones I've been getting have all been fizzy. Like I the like big those. containers. They're all, oh. I, I prefer those because it kind of like cleans the throat a little bit or the fl- flat one. They actually do have a, it's a weird kind of a sour beer taste to them. I think that's why I enjoy both. Yeah. The flat ones are more like drinking lemonade or something. Mm. They're all right. I got one the other day that tasted like celery and I Ugh. swear there was celery in it and I tried it. And then I thought it was bad and curdled or something. And I set it on the counter and I opened up another one. Just, nope, it tasted just, uh, yeah, that was some money down the trash. Couldn't (laughs) stomach them. It was like drinking those old alfalfa things that my dad used to drink in the 70s. Nope, not happening. terrible. I was in, talk about terrible drinks. I did not know there was a Gatorade I did not like. Or did but, you try the lime cucumber? Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's like, I think it was lime. It's a greenish one or one. Or lime oh, that cucumber. one is absolutely fucking Because when I order Gatorade from the store, I don't care if they miss or match just so I have the, the right amount. And they threw a cup. Oh, that stuff. Oh. What is it? Cucumber what? Cucumber lime. lime. And it's. It's so disgusting. I was wondering why it was sitting in the refrigerator forever. And then I tried one and I took it. I, I, I had to pitch it. It was so bad. There's a, they, ha, they were looking for a certain market with that one. I, I shit you not. That's one of those that the first time I ever saw it was like, uh, I don't know, eight, nine years ago. In Iowa, I never saw it. But it was in a Spanish community in Colorado. I'm like, what the fuck is this? And I tried, I'm like, oh my God, this is horrible. And I didn't see it for many years until like there's certain plate, certain little stores that like, if they have a larger Hispanic population, they'll have it. And it's absolutely disgusting. There's another, there's another Gatorade that's only in those kind of stores, which I found a little bit weird, but I guess if you got one target audience, there's certain things you're going to have. I wonder why it showed up around here then. No idea. Okay. Fruit punch. Do you guys like fruit punch? The Gatorade? 
No, no, just a fruit punch drinks like energy drinks, fruit punch, regular, just drinking fruit punch at a bar. Like, is it a common thing? Like, if you had a choice between fruit punch and another flavor, would you pick fruit punch? No. I would. Would you? I don't know what it is, but Casey has the rock stars at the best price right now. The oranges always taste the best. They're white and the blacks are okay. They're original. It's like a little bit too much. But then they have like five rows of fruit punch of like three different kinds of fruit punch. It's like the only thing I could think of is it's like the orange is always almost empty. Then everyone takes the whites and the blacks or golds and the blacks. And it's like no one wants the fruit punch. So why do I love that one? Do you? Maybe uh, more people love it than I, than I realize. Yeah. Oh, it's the aftertaste. Freaking kills me. No, they're, they're fruit punch flavors. Actually, I, I think pretty good. In fact, I got some in the fridge. So. <laughs> <laughs> so you're who they stock it for. So it's me. Yes. There's more of the There's more of the fruit punch people than there are the orange. To me, the orange is always gone. So it's like, to me, that would tell me put more orange in there. I'll have to try the orange then. Yeah. No, stick with the fruit punch because that way more orange comes. To There's me. more orange for you. Okay, fair. Yeah. <laughs> That's like the OG Gatorade right there. Actually, it's yeah. not, but it, it seems. Like it this. isn't, but yeah, it's it's yeah. one that's up there. Yeah. To be sure. Easy food. Oh. You guys set for Christmas? Ooh. Set. Set. You got I'm all not. your presents bought, whatever else you're doing. You're going to the in-laws, right, CJ? Mm-hmm. And they're all, well, this is going to come. When's this coming out? Right before Christmas. I'm not going to say what I got everybody then. Okay. Yeah. Don't say what you got. It won't be coming <laughs> yeah. afterwards. So. Don't, don't tell us what you got. Unless, unless our ears aren't even screws up, <laughs> which is a possibility. <laughs> yeah. The intern doesn't get the podcast scheduled. Yeah. The, or, yeah. or, yeah. He says that, uh, you know, online screwed it up when we yeah, all know yeah. it was him. <laughs> the internet was broken. <laughs> sounds about right i think for uh ali i'm gonna get the ancestry thing for her she's been asking for it so which one you going with the ancestry yeah ancestry not, Is that the not better one i don't know i went with what 23 and me hmm. isn't that it i think well, yeah there's two there's a couple yeah Places out there. See, I think if you get the twenty-three and me, you can take the data dump from that, and then it's like a cheap cost to move it over to Ancestry or something like that. Is it? I was gonna do the and I got a deal on the Ancestry, and then when I went to do it, I missed it. But like they had like a fifteen-day Christmas deal once where I could do it for free, and I ended up missing it. So they still send me emails and stuff, but yeah. I, I think, I don't know, 23 me I went with, and it was like kind of the best price at the time. Because it did both like the medical side and your history side. But it doesn't Ancestry just do history? 
like all your siblings. I got so many second and third and fifth and eighth. Well, that's kind of cousins. Well, like, no, they've started doing so. Ancestry started doing the DNA thing too. Have they? I, I haven't been following it like twenty three and Me. I think after twenty three and Me did it, they were they like, started. "Hey, wait a minute, we should." Well, they probably had enough people move raw data over too to help them yeah, get the yeah. DNA part in there. Sorry if you hear some pounding in the background. It's my youngest practicing percussion. She's got a concert coming up on Saturday. So there you go. Is there a Christmas concert? Christmas concert, yeah. So she's super stoked. I was never excited for those kind of things. Yeah. Yeah. Me neither. Well, I think in some ways... You know, she's been playing violin since she was four or five. And she's been playing piano for almost as long. And so I think in some ways, this is something, while percussion is something new, at the same time, she kind of already knows some of the basics already. So she's, there are um, some kids that are doing band for the very first time this year kind of thing. And so, you know, she knows relative and it doesn't hurt that I happen to on occasion instruct percussion. So <laughs> it's one of those where I think she's in a spot where she's, um, she's going to be the cool girl. Yeah. She has some confidence. Like she already has confidence from a performance and music perspective where there's other kids that are kind of freaking out because they don't know Right, this is their first time playing anything from a music perspective. So mm. it'll be interesting to see. It's either going to be really good or it's going to be really terrible. But <laughs> well, that's every whatever. one of the Christmas yeah, concerts. Yeah. It's especially elementary school. It's I'm not expecting. Don't be much. that one kid. There's always yeah. that one kid. Yeah, and then my oldest is plays violin in the orchestra junior high orchestra so they have i don't know a dozen or so string players she would be the one kid back in the day that i wouldn't like yeah because she's been playing since she was four i started in the sixth grade so it was like yeah well that's just it there's uh um i'm still trying to figure out where my finger goes and you're like (laughs) "Ah, no yeah my oldest is one of the first chair violins and she's been playing since she's three. So yeah. If she didn't have first chair, there would be an issue. Yeah. yeah. It'd be like, what your child started too? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Child prodigy. Mm. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, so, but yeah, it's, so that's coming up. So, and that's kind of rounds out the end of the year, end of the school year. So it's, um, and then it's, it's hard to believe Christmas. It's like, oh, geez, I got to buy stuff. I, I don't know. I'm getting off and easy with Alex. Santa's going to be laying in the plane really hot. Huh? <laughs> I just got to stop off and buy him some clothes. That's all he wants. I'm like, good enough. I'll go buy you some clothes. It's- you can buy me clothes too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
why you're just gonna i mean wait until after the holidays though to buy cj clothes it's yeah. mostly boxers that's all i want these ones that i have right now i looked at them online i bought a three pack for 30 bucks back when i bought them now they're 30 bucks per what yeah about that, that's almost as bad yeah the last time i bought a five pack for like 20 bucks and now it's 30 bucks for three so the next time I go to buy some, it, it, it'll probably be 40 bucks for one. One. Yeah. And I keep trying other brands and stuff. And it's like and they're going to start making them smaller. Like they'll still be small, medium, large, extra large, whatever sizes they make. But they'll take an inch of fabric out of it. You know, on some of them, that would not bother me because I've been buying them and they're like too big. Oh. I've had to downsize because it's <laughs> like they, they keep going, well, these are large. No, no. These are like extra, extra large. Yeah, It's like well, fat people clothes. It's like, yeah. I, so what, the grocery oh. bag, like the this grocery packages get smaller and the clothes get bigger. bigger. Something's wrong there. Wrong. Here's one, though. The, the boxers that I really like. I order, I, I've been waiting on Amazon. Every once in a while, I'll click the old order button and they popped up. I'm like, yes, they're available. Click order. I should have looked at the size. Because when I opened them up, I couldn't even show them on screen. They were they were 5XL. What? <laughs> And I went back. I'm like, did I click the wrong button? No, no. The only things that were well, CJ needs a new tent, right? Were five XL. I was like, looking for a new blanket. <laughs> I was rolling new sleeping like, bag. I send these back. I, I had to. I, I felt bad because it was like these are my favorite ones. I haven't been able to get them since like two years, and it's like, yeah. I'm starting to have some with holes and stuff, and it's like, well, who's all going to see these? Because I don't want to get rid of them. You know? <laughs> You're like, yeah. yeah. I'm like, crap. And I was so excited, and then, no, they're they're uh, even my biggest days. I couldn't have fit in those. <laughs> they're uh, what is it? They're fur lined, <laughs> fur lined boxers. Is that? Satin, satin finish. <laughs> have, have you seen those dick boxers? Crotchless boxers. Wear. You're wearing dick boxers, Hell so yeah, if you have a hard on, it like covers your dick. So I don't think it does that. No, have you seen those though? Wait, hold up. Oh, I think I know what you're talking about. Now. Like, yeah, mine's got it's... a pouch for your shit. No, it's not a pouch. It's an actual like sleeve that slides down your cock. And so if you have a heart on, it covers it. Have you not keeps seen it. those? What if it's the to... middle of the winter and your fucking dick falls out of it? Because <laughs> of <a> shrinkage. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I'm like, if you can't, you know, do you get stuck with the heart on or something? How do you wear those? I don't. It keeps the <laughs> blood flowing. <laughs> It's like a gentle massage all day long. Uh, I never leave my room. <laughs> you know, 
the brand ribbed for your fluff. pleasure. <laughs> no, they should just be named Fluff. Yeah, like a fluffer. I'm there always a half chub. <laughs> there you go. Start a, a line of a, a boxer brand. Yeah, that's the BR boxer <sighs> brand. They're called yeah. Fluffers. Never be scared to show you a little again. <laughs> Bumped and ribbed for your pleasure. Yeah. Ribbed for your pleasure. Oh my god. <laughs> Write that down. <laughs> uh, the list of BR ideas. I know. We have one of these days we'll be millionaires here we go okay you didn't believe me let me let me we can't show this but we'll we'll have reactions here (laughs) there it is see look (laughs) what the i'm telling you they got all kinds of different kinds and sizes and they half-ass thought about this. Yeah. Like, where do you put the ball? There's like, <laughs> that'd be I, perfect if they had like a perfect little ball. I know. Why I, does he look like he's got no balls? I, <laughs> none of these guys do. That guy uh, has one nut. But how does that work? They look so fucking stupid. <laughs> and why would you... I don't know. I mean, is it like a reusable condom or something? I mean, I mean, for those... I've never looked. I saw pictures of them once when I was looking for for boxers and such, and I was like, no, this it can't be a real thing. But it's a it's a legit thing. It's a cock sleeve. <laughs> <laughs> so for those that are are listening to, wait, go back, go back, go back, go back. Okay, <laughs> hold on. It looks like you can. You got elephant's trunk right in the fucking shorts. Hold on, like if you scroll down a little bit, what the red ones? Blue, are those gray? briefs like or almost like a jeep trying to be a no no under the right <laughs> underneath? So go down from where go you're down at more? in that first are you row. Talking about the dick to go down or there, <laughs> right here. Oh, those like, are netted. Now, why did you pick that one? He's holding it. But it's briefs, like it's not boxers, it's briefs. Like, why the fuck would you? Can we get off? Well, there, look, (laughs) CJ, there's your ball sack you were worried about. What, why would you make these? And for those listening at home, that looks like imagine a teapot without a hand, without a handle on one side, there's just the spout. (laughs) That's what these boxers are. And I, whoever came up with that. Well, and why? how do you pee out of that? Is that you a know? condom? That's what? that's that looks like a condom. It does, <laughs> but it's not. Yeah, I that's mean, a good point. It's not. It doesn't look like it's open ended. So why would you even? I I don't know. Oh, for the life of. Hey, there's purple ones for you. Well, that looks like it has a hole. That one kind of does, but it looks small. That's just the tip. You you you'd have to line it up just right. You know, uh, sleeve <laughs> sheath boxers. I'm no, no. What is that called? I'm a sorry, box? not <laughs> what were cock sleeve with pouch boxer briefs. I 
I don't. <laughs> I'm telling you. Welcome to the BR podcast. <laughs> no topic is off limits. If if you've the ever worn leaf. these, please call. Yeah. Uh, text me, and we're gonna hook up a Zoom because I want to talk to you. We have and, questions. We have so <laughs> many questions. Of first, why? Second, is uh, it is it like a reusable condom? Yeah, I don't know. Wow, I I <laughs> that's not a Christmas gift I want. I that's not even a good gag gift. Yeah, you know, it's like yeah, yeah. It's a big no for me, Chief. <laughs> Maybe it's for walking in trying to look sexy or something, but I think most chicks will th- just laugh. <laughs> Yeah, I was thinking there's no chick that'd be like, oh, that looks hot. Yeah. They're just going to laugh at you if you wear those. They're I... just going to laugh at me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so dumb. Uh, What's some other? Hey, there, there's a good topic. What are some dumb things that you've gotten for Christmas? I have to think myself now, but I know I've gotten some. Oh, I got a, I got a, you know, those uh, phone chargers where you can set a phone on it and you don't have to plug it in and it just charges wireless cord. Yeah. Yeah, Wireless wireless charger. I got one of those for Christmas once. Unfortunately, my phone's not compatible with it. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. I've gotten a couple of those. But my phone was compatible, but I've just never, yeah. I mean, it's yeah. a cool idea and all, but still. It, you know, when it'd you, be nice if, like, you're in bed and you can't see your charger. You don't have to worry about trying to stick the charger in. You could just set it right there. Yeah. That's about what, the only time I'd see it. Yeah. But wouldn't it be nice if, the, you know, hey, would, would your phone even work with this? Not, you know, I don't, I don't have those. Isn't it mostly just iPhones that use that? No, actually, there's a bunch of Androids. Okay, I know mine didn't. I'd look, and and at least at this point anymore, lots of like a lot of them do. Like it's becoming more of a standard thing. For a while, there was yeah, it was just a select sort of like the top line phones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I will say the one thing about Christmas that I always find hilarious is all the car commercials of somebody. You know, buying a a random, you know, like a super expensive purchase, like a Lexus or a Mercedes or whatever. You know, it's like who who does that? Like, and and it's a surprise. Hey, I just dropped fifty thousand dollars on a car. Here you go, honey. Don't be mad at me because I got it for you. Uh, yeah, but that's 50 grand that we didn't have. You know what's sad though is 50 grand buys you a base car now. Oh, yeah, you're that's, <laughs> you know? that's what I'm talking Civic, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you wanted to get him a high dollar car, you're to baseline 70 something, yeah. I went, yeah. I went through a truck parking lot the other day just because I was killing some time. And looking at the price tags on these new Chevy Silverados, they're almost as much as my house. 
Oh yeah. I, yeah. Well, and and some of the low end, even even cars on the low end, you know, pick pick a car. They're starting to come without spare tires, even a donut. They just give you a can of that whatever. Oh. Fix a flat. Oh, for ten, you know. But what's funny on that one is, oh, just rolled in, but we've been kicking back oh, yeah. and forth on videos. Prior text so said no spare tire, and then they closed the door on a Jeep, and there it is. Yeah. <laughs> it's hanging on the tailgate. <laughs> it's not in the donut where it's like, yeah. Yeah, some of those those videos are hilarious. Well, yeah, like some of the buying like, states you want that the car won't. nice though. It's like you know, you might as well go buy a sports car. They're all in the same price range, and then used car market's just painful. I yeah, I could I could right now sell my car back for a thousand dollars less than what I bought it for. That's not bad. That that's stupid. That. It's totally backwards from where the car market, because that means and given what I I know, what car you drive, it's like holy. I mean, that's kind of ridiculous for what it is. Like, and I'm, yeah. just because it's just an average sedan, kind of yeah. like it's not a, it's nothing. It's not special, like you're driving. But yeah, that tells me that they're going to put it at a price, probably higher than what I bought it for. Yep. With no warranty, no nothing. That's yeah, the used car market. I feel I feel bad people for buying. I'm I'm glad I got my kid talked into older vehicles. <laughs> it's because yeah, cash in hand. Just go buy the thing, be done with it. Pay me now, pay me later. It it doesn't yeah. I, I yeah. Do people still read? I just saw something that said top 10 toilet books. Do people still read books in the toilet or is everyone on their phones now? Oh, I was going to say I read my Kindle or my Kindle app on my phone. And that's, <laughs> I mean, I guess that's fair. But I remember was yeah, Reader's Digest or... always sat by the toilet and I'd read yeah. the jokes. I'm usually on my phone. But did but you I ever remember read Reader's Digest or anything when you were sitting in there, CJ? Or were you already pretty much into phones by then? When? When you got like, I don't know, late teens, early 20s. I usually just took a shit. Okay, you didn't read something? No. See, like <coughs> grandma, uncles. Yeah. Everybody had like Reader's Digest sitting by there, the daily newspaper, and probably a magazine or two. Yep. Had had a stack of something. Yep. Yeah. Even now, 50% of the time, I'm not even on my phone. No, you're on the phone. Because I know if I get on my phone, I'm gonna my feet are gonna lose feeling. Feeling, <laughs> yeah, that is a problem. And <laughs> I, I think in high school, I got so used to like shitting as quick as possible because there was no doors on the stalls. But uh, yeah, <clears throat> so I mean, there was no time. I, I don't know. Sometimes it's nice to just around. sit there and see if a little extra will come out, though. 
That's why I got a squatty potty. It's all yeah. efficient. <laughs> yeah. If it's good enough for Nick Walker, it's good enough for CJ. Yeah. <laughs> CJ, you should do a photo on there, just like Nick did. Yeah, maybe you'll get a sponsorship. Did you say a sponsorship? Yeah. <laughs> that too. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, my. Yeah, whatever works. Maybe one of these days I might do that. Yep. Just if I could get sponsored by Squatty Potty, that would be the greatest thing ever. That would. I'd peak. Where else am I going to go from there? <laughs> <laughs> I. Yeah, because I mean, as far as sponsorships go, that that would be like a top one. If I wanted, if I was going after a sponsorship, that would be like ideal. Yeah, don't have any dildos or anything in the background when you take the picture, though. <laughs> I'll have a huge butt plug up on the fucking counter. <laughs> Everybody will know you for that instead of the squatty potty. Well, I, I don't I, know, but if it gets it gets a, it uh, exposure, they might and they may still pick. I you mean, up. it worked. Uh, yeah, sex tapes work for like hey, Kim Kardashian. I was about to say it did something for Kim Kardashian. <laughs> Look at her; she's like one of the richest people that does nothing. Yeah, I, I feel so bad though for Kanye West. The child support he has to pay. Yeah. Oh my God. I thought he was broken, desolate at this point. He will be because of that child support payment. Two hundred thousand dollars a month. What the? Fu- I don't even care how rich he is. She's richer than he is, or as rich. Like, it's just, why the fuck you need money? Do kids really need two hundred thousand dollars a month? Mm. No, not but in anymore, a lot of states just have an automatic calculation. So you just plug in income and other things and it spits out a number. Okay. I just looked up Kim Kardashian's net worth. It's 1.8 billion. And she needs two hundred thousand. What's Kanye's? <laughs> Maybe less. According to Forbes, he is worth four million. Yeah. Well, I know he lost. Are, he these lost. These are all over the place, honestly. Yeah. I know he lost. He's lost all of his deals. So, yeah. so he lost all those deals and still has to pay that. Yep, oh, that sounds about right. At this some point, he probably, especially in California. I mean, Jesus. Well, See, that's okay. when you're into mad money where oh, it's like so much it doesn't matter anymore. Yeah. It's it's just, it's not even a number. It's like, oh, it's just a line item. It becomes a joke. Yeah, I couldn't imagine. I mean. When you get into that kind of mad money, you, you know, it, it's like when they talked about um, Bezos getting divorced. Everyone's like, oh, he's getting this and that. He's still one of the richest men in the world. Even if you take off half of his income, he's still 
and from a wealth perspective do you, because does he Amazon. really care hell it could have been a tax break for him at the end of the year you know all these people are like oh yeah he's a simp he's this he's that and uh, well when maybe when you're in the top 10 top five top three of the richest people in the world do you think he really gives a fuck yeah that's serious fuck you money yeah you know you you've hit a point you're just like oh okay sure yeah, you're bobby axelrod territory yeah you're you're to a point you no longer yeah and, and at the end of the day it's like huh i'll write it off and i'll make it back you know it's hell that's even more than axelrod money oh yeah absolutely I mean, well, and it's funny that shot her up his ex to the top, whatever one five percent. I mean, what's he sitting at now, even after divorce? Oh, it plummets by nine million because of stocks, but whatever. What's he sitting at? 20 runs to drop straight into a 23 billion from his net worth. And yeah, once you're yeah. up in the billions. Yeah, Bezel. 214 billion. I mean, you know, he's he hasn't reached our our territory yet. But <laughs> yeah, you know. With the vast BR nation, I mean, yeah. It's because of you listeners that we're what? We're like a trillion. Collectively, our net worth, so. give or take. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's. Ah, uh, here we go. Bezos, fifty-eight. He's currently worth one hundred and fourteen billion. Yeah. Boo, freaking who? You lose. You, you know nothing. It that's dro- pocket it dropped change. It down to fifth place on the richest, you know, uh, richest people in the world, and that's. Yeah. That's like what? Okay, who's ahead of him? Bill Gates is ahead of him. All right. Guatemala Adani. I don't know who that is. Some Indian. Elon Musk, which he's at 168. And Bernard Arnault. I don't know who that is either. Viva Technology. Oh, okay. But yeah, he's still, Jeff Bezos is still in the top five, and people are worried about. Him getting screwed over by his wife. Yeah. He's in the top like five sh- of, of yeah. people that re- are reported. You know, it says in the world, but really it's more like the United States and who has businesses here. Because what was it? Joe Rogan, or it was either a Rogan podcast or somebody else's podcast. They were talking about Putin's money. He's like a freaking trillionaire. They were talking about Saudi Arabia oil oil guys that are in the trillions that make these oh, billionaires yeah. look small. Yeah. I, yeah. Exactly. You, you know. Could you imagine? I mean, we talk about billions of Bobby Axelrod all the time, but you know, to be those guys. I mean, I I couldn't imagine being Bill Gates because. Nerd of all nerds, like, yeah, just shut your pie hole, like after a while. But 
at the same time. But I know as a computer engineer, I mean, dude wasn't an idiot. He like clearly he knew what the hell he was doing these days. I'm less less sure. sure. Stick to software. Software. He's um, got people for that. He's got someone for that. No. But just just to you know, like that's it. like fuck you money doesn't even begin to describe what that is. You know, though, but but see, like Gates, he was a normal person at some point. Yeah, that's true. But somewhere along the line, you hit a certain amount of money and you start to live in a fantasy world and you can't help it. Yeah. It's just your reality. Like your reality is so ridiculous. It's different. I was listening to. Um, you know what that's name? like, CJ, right? Being what? a trillionaire. Yeah. Living in your own fantasy world. Oh, is it obviously. Mr. Beast? Yeah, Mr. Beast on YouTube. He was talking how he was living. He's trying not to raise like he was just living in a normal suburb in a normal house. And he ended up getting robbed. He's like, I had to move to a nicer neighborhood with more security. Just so people who know who I am won't try to rob me. Yeah. yeah. You know, that that's 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 billionaires. You know, why do they live in a gated community? It's so people won't screw with them. It's not because they necessarily want to. It's, you know, money forces them to keep moving up to keep you away from the others. Yeah. Well, and it's one thing when you're one of those, you know, you're somebody like that that has that wealth and whatever. But, you know, there's so many people like the millionaire next door kind of thing. There's so many people who you wouldn't know they have money versus... Like celebrities. Why do celebrities mostly live in gated communities? Well, they need to keep out the paparazzi and all the other idiots that want to go and stalk them. Oh, it's so sweet. It is. Glad you guys could see that. But yeah, that's why I live in a gated community. Yeah, People (laughs) take my shit. That's why I live on a dead end road. And yeah, I know we are here. I was gonna say, yeah. And by gated community, I mean dead end road. So you either live here or, or, or you're lost. Fuck out. Yeah. yeah. Or and everybody uh, knows you don't belong. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone knows when you get a new car. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, you know, it's just crazy to think. But uh, but speaking of that, there are lots of people who who from a net worth perspective they may not make like earn a million dollars pull in a million in terms of income but over time have built up net worth to be a million or whatever i was i just finished reading the millionaire next door highly recommend it it's probably going to be one on the annual rotation of books to read like every year read this book because i think it's a good reminder to true millionaires are yes there are flashy people that's that spend money and and it like we're talking bezos or gates once you hit that level you spend money and it it, it's so meaningless like you have so much it's meaningless like meaningless yeah like it doesn't it like you said it's it's not even reality it's they they couldn't spend it fast enough before the end of their lives Right. But you can, that book's really good because it, it, it lays out, Hey, there are people 
if you save and do all the things that nobody really wants to do, do. right? Like you shouldn't let your, and I've, I've fallen into this trap where you let your income determine your budget. Oh, I have this much money coming in. So I spend it all. Right. And then you wonder, well, wait a minute. Why am I at zero? Like yeah. I can't, I can't be out of money. I still have checks in my checkbook kind of thing. <laughs> like, um, but then you, you realize that it's people who save or the Bab. What's the other one? The richest man in Babylon. Right. I think it's another one, but you know, pay yourself first, but even, even beyond that, right. You, you set aside at least like we've talked about, if you need an emergency fund, set aside five bucks, a buck, 10 bucks, whatever you can, it may not be much, but a year from now, even if it's a dollar a week or a dollar every two weeks, whenever you get paid is ridiculous as that sound you will have 24 bucks. you know whatever 50 yeah. bucks set aside that you didn't have before or like i think you mentioned on a podcast a few podcasts ago even 10 bucks a month right you'd have yep that 120 it starts building up and it's it's yeah i and you can accumulate wealth and they have a formula it's like you're I think it's your age times your annual income gross. I think it's gross or adjusted taxable income would work. Um, and then divided by 10. And that's what your net worth should be. Net worth should be. Well, and, and then a lot of people think they have a net worth, but they're really in debt. Yeah. Because if you, if you have a car loan, you're in debt. Credit cards. And if you have a mortgage. mortgage. A mortgage and a car, I think those two are bigger. Like, take credit cards out. Because credit cards are automatically debt. Unless you're paying them every month, blah, blah, blah. But yeah, yeah. But it's one thing if you out, put you everything know, on a card because you're getting points, but you pay it, pay it all off and have month. the money. To- okay, there's guys that do points. In the, and if you're doing the points and all, that's awesome. But a lot of guys, I don't think, get that the mortgage, uh, a mortgage and, and a car loan put you in debt. And they're like, oh, I have a net worth. Oh, so you could pay your car and house off? Well, no. Well, then you don't have a net worth. Yeah. You know, it's like, okay, I've hit a point where I'm basically down to a mortgage. I have an emergency fund. But because I have a mortgage, I don't have a net worth. Well, yeah, but your house is no, no, no. I have a mortgage. I can't pay yeah. my mortgage completely off, so I don't have an actual. And, and I think that screws with a lot of people. They think, oh, oh, I got more money than no, you're you're in debt. Yeah, and they don't well, and have it's... that true consideration because it's not. It's. It took me a long to realize that just a regular house mortgage means debt. Whereas if you have a mortgage on a house that you rent, okay, that's a business expense. Yeah, because it's a that and it's generated cash flow. Yeah, yeah. that cre- create it creates cash flow and it's something that you can sell, but doesn't affect your livelihood. You can sell a rental property, you know, whenever. But you can't just sell your house because you still need a place to live. Well, and and there was a time like this is not necessarily the case these days, but there was a time, you know, say when my parents bought their first house or second house, 
um, where it was more of an asset that appreciated in value. Right. And it, it, it wasn't always guaranteed, but it was as close to guaranteed as you can get. But how many of the loans that like our parents, grandparents and stuff took were only like 15, 10, 15, 20 years. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Compared to the 30 year one now. So basically if you don't buy a house by the time you turn what 30, you're going to be almost retired by the time your house is paid off. If you're lucky, if you stay in the same house and most people don't stay in the same house for 30 years. No, that's that's not really most people's plans either. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. So like, you know, there was a time where, where Where home was was more of an asset where it was appreciating in value. Mm -hmm. And as you paid the mortgage down, even if you didn't pay it off completely, like you, but you stayed there, but to your point, like staying 15 years in a house is certainly was certainly possible back then, right? If you had a 15 year mortgage versus a 30, the odds of somebody staying in a, in a house for 30 years is another story, but, but values were still home values were still increasing and maybe not at a huge rate, but it was more, there was more uh, value in of in uh, appreciated value in that asset. But today it's debt. You're right. It is absolutely debt. It's, it's just, and that's what led to the mortgage crisis, you know, when mortgage-backed securities dropped, but dropped. What, you, were you going to say something, CJ? I don't, sorry if I cut you off. But, oh, I thought you had something else to add. No, and I interrupted. Most people, yeah, I don't think most people see houses as an investment really now. It's just not anymore. Uh, yeah. Now, well, unless like you said that if you're renting it, if you're buying to rent it to somebody else, yes, then it's an asset. But most see, I disagree. I think people still going off the old mentality when they buy a house that they think that, oh, I'm going to stay in it long enough or whatever. And they think of it as an asset because, well, okay, hold on. I, this is a no, CJ's right. I would say Generation X people think that buying a house is still an asset. I would go younger with the millennials and what generation Z know that it's not. I well, think there's a generational gap there that there's, there's, there's still the like the last, some of us, us gen gen Xers believe in the myth. Yeah. We, that they're, the, you talk to other gen Xers, they still believe in the myth that a house is an asset. And the younger you get, you realize it's not. So CJ is correct, mm-hmm. but but I think we have to take the age gap into consideration here. I saw it as just debt, but I mean, at least that we can build equity upon it, so we can actually, you know, maybe use that money and take out another loan or whatever. But right. it, it is something that if worse comes to worse, you can kind of fall back on. But it's also just staying in debt. Yeah. Well. <laughs> And that, and there's the hardest part I, I tried to figure out on like net worth. I didn't understand net worth for years. And then it's like, okay, I still, have I have a larger emergency well? fund than probably anybody I know, but I'm still in debt because I have a mortgage. So would that emergency fund pay off the mortgage? No, that's what I'm saying. My emergency okay. fund wouldn't, but I, 
but that, that's where I'm getting it. I don't have a net worth. Even with a large emergency fund, I still don't have a net worth. Because the house is a debt. And I mean, I'm looking at, I, I should have put a roof on it this past year. Well, you know, there's 10, 15 grand, whatever, right out the window. You know, a house is, this, you know, everyone talks about like boats, motorcycles, and cars being like, you know, seeking holes you throw money into. That's what houses are. Um, I worked out some deals or stuff for the heating and air conditioning and stuff, but still that was 15 grand, 15, 17 grand. I mean, if you add up all the other improvements you do to the houses, like windows, it'd be easy to spend 10 grand on windows. Okay. You put a roof on for 15 grand. You put, put windows in for 10, you do your heating and air for another 15, 20 grand. Okay. A $120,000 house. I just did all these upgrades, you know, and then you tack on houses are money pits. I'm, I'm so against mortgages at this point in my life. I waited so long to buy a house. And then when I bought one, I'm, I'm part of that generation crew that, you know, the, the old people kept up. No, it's an investment. No, it's not. Hell, what I've spent in lawnmower, or, you know, to take care of the yard, I've wasted more money. <laughs> so, you know, I, I don't think that's what people consider. It's, it's where you're at. What do you got into it? What are you doing? And it's like, what's your game plan? It's just it, like when I wrote my mortgage, I was like, I was, I told the lady I was only planning to live there like five to six years. She's like, you're not planning to live there at least 10. And at the time I didn't realize what the 10 year mark meant. It's like, you don't have any value till after 10 years. Oh, okay. Well, I ended up living in my house after, well, I'm coming up on 10 years. Next year will be 10 years. So I'll, I'll hit that break even. You muted yourself for coughing, Jimmy. Yeah. Oh yeah, I got I got uh, this year it was this October has been twelve years. Twelve years. So you're like in that that you're like in the golden numbers now. If you wanted to sell, supposedly. Yeah, yeah. I'm in a pretty you know even look. At, I still have a mortgage, but two part of it is I I didn't when I was looking. Um. And, you know, this is something for folks to keep in mind. The bank's going to loan you a large yeah. amount of cash. Well, and they forced me. And when I went with the mortgage company, because I couldn't go through bank. That's another story. Uh, they pushed me into more money. Like the see, original went, house I was in was like a $70,000 house. And I ended up buying a $120,000 house. Uh, you know, I was already bought. I'm just giving you shit because you couldn't even find those now. No, you couldn't. But but you know, it's it's one of those things they push you and the bank loans it to you. Oh yeah. We'll give you well, a thousand. Sure yeah. you can afford it. I forget what the bank uh, uh, so I got pre-approved, but I knew I didn't want to get out over my skis or too far out over my skis. So it's like, oh, well, we'll loan you. I mean, it was almost almost double what I bought my house for is what oh. they originally approved. And it's like, 
that's all. And I, I was able to go through my bank. It's the, I've had an account there since, I mean, my first, my first account ever at a bank, bank. was at this bank. <laughs> and so. while I had to, because of divorce and stuff, I had to, I couldn't keep that account. Like I added my spouse to that account. And because of the divorce, I couldn't keep couldn't revert back or i forget there's some stupid reason why i couldn't anyway uh long story short though i was able to get but it's like wow you really like they told me the number i was approved for i was like really and they're like why does that surprise you it's like uh because there's no way in hell i can afford that that mortgage payment like for the top end if i really bought the top end and and so just because the bank loans it to you or approves you for it doesn't mean you need to use it. Yeah. Now sometimes you do depending on the market and whatever, right? If you it's a house you really want, or blah 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 blah. Maybe if if you think you can do it, do it. But yeah. Well, I think too many guys. I know that was kind of your situation, because... CJ, where you just sort of needed to say, "Yep, we'll take it. Go." Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Like I said before, that it was the worst time to buy a house, which I mean, it really hasn't gotten too much better. So, right. No, yeah. It's still but stupid. It was, like, it, it was a bum rush right then. So, yeah. The prices haven't gone any lower. So, I mean, it all worked out. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sorry, Nate. What were you saying? Well, and I, and I think a lot of guys in marriages screw up when they buy a house that requires two people to work. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing. I, if, if it requires two people to work, that you causes, have, you might have too much house. You should buy, buy a house that only one person can afford. Hmm. Even if they'll loan you more and granted with the current market and everything, I know that's screwy, but it's like, that's just added stress. Oh, I have to go get a good job now. I have to, you know, not that somebody's spouse won't go work, but now they have to go work. And that changes the dynamic of a relationship. And just, it's another thing that crushes relationships. Oh, I have to. Well, you were planning to go work anyway. Well, yeah, but now I have to. Yeah. Yeah. Or I was, it's one thing if I'm doing it as a side hustle. Yeah. Now I have to do it. Yeah. I have to. And more importantly, if it's a side hustle, maybe we're using some of that money. Maybe we're not, but that's your side hustle money. Right. Once you, now we need you to work. And oh, by the way, that's our money. Yeah. Wait, what? Yeah. Yeah. uh, Yeah. Ask me how I know. <laughs> yeah. Well, there, there's patreon.com backslash VR nation. <laughs> I see, I was right at the brink. My house was right at the top end of what I could afford. Yeah. And then, of course, divorce shortly after we got the house. Never buy a house for a marriage that's on, on, on the fridge. On the rocks. Yeah. Yeah. Never. Never buy a house then because it won't make her happy. And it's just going to lead you to being deeper. Even if she says it might. Yeah, it's not true. Just, just, (laughs) just keep letting her milk you because 
Yeah, and then trying to make you happy because it's that's all you're gonna yeah. get. I mean, it's just pain after that. Yeah, I've seen you know, you hear, see a lot of relationships, you know, oh, we're going to move, or we're going to buy this house, or we're going to have a kid, or we're going to do this thing. And then whatever the thing is, it, and it then will, you know, then it will bring us together kind of thing. And it's like, no, you're yep. adding stress yep. to an already stressed and strained relationship. How you think that's going to end well? Like, uh. <laughs> It's not just not. whether you're the guy or the gal, like it just adds more. It you end up does. diluting yourself thinking that this will be the thing that brings us together. And it's like, no, if you're a pile of shit and she's a pile of shit and the relationship's a pile of shit, guess what? It's a pile of shit. It's, not, it's, <laughs> it's not just a shiny well. pile of shit that yeah. costs more. It's just an expensive piece of shit. <laughs> shit. Pile of shit. Uh, yeah, that's. Uh, but yeah, that is for, that's kind of where I was. See, going. CJ already bought the house before he got married, so he should be in the clear. Yeah, the hard part's over, right? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. The hard part. You already got the house. Both got vehicles at this point, so all all the big purchases are done. So, yeah. the worst case you got is like washer and dryer to fight over or something. Yeah. Why did you say that? She's been talking about getting new ones. <laughs> <laughs> Why the fuck would you say that? Hey, as long as that happens before you're married, you're good. Why don't we just ask her for a wedding gift? Fuck it. There you go. There you go. Yeah. Maybe Santa will bring you one. That's what I'm, I'm telling you, CJ. Get this shit all out before you're married. Because after you're married, these are all red flags to fuck you over toward divorce. I think if you get them all done before you're married, you'll be clear. You're in the clear. I think so. Because if they it's make it like the to red the wedding night, day, think Sailor's about this, delight. Jimmy. If all the bullshit you had to deal with was dealt with before the wedding day and you actually made it there, yeah, I bet what else you got to complain about? Exactly. I bet both of our marriages would have lasted if we had taken care of all this stuff before the wedding day. So if we followed the CJ example. Yeah, I think CJ has a win here. I think there's a gum road course there. Yeah. Prices go up at midnight. <laughs> we'll be out on January 1st. Prices go up by the 4th. Yeah. <laughs> Limited quantities. CJ's to, uh, <laughs> CJ's path to a happy marriage. Yeah, to marital bliss. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, because will really you get all the big issues out of the way before marriage <laughs> and kids? You're golden. Zen in the art of marriage. There you go. Yeah, just get the I long like that warranty. Still that. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> you're welcome. Hopefully, it doesn't already exist, but. <clears throat> well, if it does, I'm going to fucking buy the copyright. And then just tack on. Well, no, what you do is you just tack on the CJ story or something like that. You know, like. There we go. Just, Don't worry. We got you on this one, CJ. We're going to make sure to do our best to make sure your marriage doesn't fail. You can learn from our mistakes. <laughs> you know what? That's, that's actually more than most people have. So I appreciate that. Thank yeah. you. There you go. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, yeah, you can house... help some listeners out there. And, oh yeah, uh, yeah. 
but if we can't help the listeners, we'll at least be helping CJ. Help you, yeah. That's the vast majority. One, one person served. There we go. I'd consider that a win. Yeah. Hey, one person's more than enough. Yeah. And well, and when you have a kid, everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> but as you, you know, I know for for me, I kind of had that. We had a kid. And we're still living in a one bedroom apartment. So we knew a house was in the works. It's one of those things. Cause we were, you know, you can't, can't make that happen. And we, you know, we probably could have done a two bedroom apartment kind of thing, but uh, it just, you know, I found a house and to your point, Nate, it's something that I could, I pretty much cover on my own yep. on top of everything else, at least at the time. And Again, a lot of that was because I wanted to make sure I bought enough house that I needed, but not more not than that. Except. And it's it's yeah. so easy, you know. Um, it's it, it's easy would, to overbuy. Yeah, and sure, a four thousand square foot, even a two twenty five hundred square foot home looks fantastic and blah blah. But you know. As of right now, I'm good. Now, if I had a dog and two other kids, that this might be a little too little house, but whatever. <laughs> you know, it's important to to think of those things. And I think some of this is I'm saying this for myself because it's like I said, haven't read The Millionaire Next Door, which again, I highly recommend it if you haven't read it. It's a real interesting book. It just talks about how there are people with million who are millionaires from a net worth, true net worth perspective right? that are just everyday Joe's living next door or two houses down or the next block. They drive used cars, maybe once in a blue moon, there'll be a new something, whether it's a new vehicle or new TV, a new something that where they'll splurge, but more often than not, it's just, average joes doing average things and setting stuff aside so it's you know it's important to and we we've talked about that here right money is almost a lot of money or two the more money you make the more of a burden it actually becomes, it becomes. Like, who's more free somebody who, who has a house and a whole bunch of toys and you know a boat and motorcycle or whatever jet skis or you know Dude, surfer dude, right? <laughs> With a board and a van. So. Well, and you know, a lot of guys. I was talking with another friend about this recently. It's like you always want the newest, greatest. Well, okay, if if you want the newest, greatest, and you have that mentality, just rent it. You want the newest Harley out there, but yet you don't ride all that often. Okay, rent do a, a bike for trip. a weekend. Rent yeah. it. You know, hey, you want to go a convertible drive? Mustang and drive around for a day? Yeah, yeah, go rent the thing. You want you want to go drive a sports car? Go out to Vegas and rent a Lamborghini and drive it around. Why not? You know, do I really want to own it, maintain it, take care of everything on it? And no. You know, it's like can can. I really afford a 2022-2023 Harley? Nope. Would I like to ride one? Absolutely. Yep. 
You know, and it's like, okay, why don't I rent it for a week, go enjoy the living daylights out of it, and then hand it back to them. Yeah. You know, and I I think I'll have to read The Millionaire next door. You know, Richest Man in Babylon, they talk about little things like that. It's like certain luxuries, it's like a jet ski. I don't have time to go jet ski all the time. But if I want to go jet ski, oh, okay, thousand bucks to rent it for the day or a weekend or something like that sounds really expensive but when you figure out how much it costs to make the cost of it, ownership yeah transporting it insurance stickers the time involved it's like oh Dock fees if you have a boat yeah, that thousand dollars doesn't sound so expensive anymore yeah, you know it's all point. the other little costs that add up in well, and it we've, is we've easy been to... all over the place tonight. Yeah, yeah. But we should, you know, I was. it occurred to me, you know, you turning wrenches and stuff, you know, what to think about when getting a car and turn, maybe for another podcast, maybe something we need to talk about. Talk about. Like, you know, ease of, ease of repair <laughs> kind of thing. Yeah, well, you know, whatever. What to even, look for, what to think about. Even ease of repair anymore is getting hard. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's a whole podcast in itself. Absolutely, but just things to at least consider or think about when oh, buying a car, car. getting a car. Because sure, it's easy to get. Uh, let's just say, if you're rich enough to get a get a Beamer, but even even some GM cars where they butt, like you said, they button everything up so you can check Ford, the oil, beam, yeah, and you can jumpstart it, but that's all you can do. Yeah. Like, wasn't after like 2014 15 it was like almost impossible to work on your own vehicle yeah you had to really start getting specialty stuff you you basically were down to brakes brakes and oil changes well you go back enough years you can't find the fucking parts because they don't make them 20 years so, and even then 2002 to 2013 you're probably good oh yeah that's where you're you're into now then you get into aftermarket yeah that's a whole podcast that's a good long conversation that might be our that might be our first of the year podcast yeah because there's there are legitimate things to think about as far as that goes even for to take it in even if you take it in right like uh, think beamer versus a, a civic right like just a straight civic right. whether it's even if even an automatic whether it's an automatic or manual low end civic whatever the lowest end of the honda civic or toyota corolla is versus any bmw right which is brake by wire steer by wire transmission by wire like all these things are now electronic there's and then you throw on turbochargers on top of all these other things and even hybrid computers with wheels exactly and so you know just the just the cost to repair like to get access to some of the things on a honda civic ain't going to be a big deal but on this beamer you're going to need some special tech who is specifically trained Mm -hmm. on how to work on your m5 versus your m3 versus your (laughs) and and it's just stuff like that that you know, these days probably matters more, right? Because then that's cost, like how much do they add for labor, just right. labor alone, 
if you go take it in. So it's it's all those kinds of things. The true cost of the ownership of the vehicle. So. That'd be a good podcast. Yeah, we might have to call uh, call up Mugs on that too because he'd have some more insight on that. But yeah, yeah, it's just we'll have to see. Interesting shit to talk Should about. Go. Think about. Well, plus it's the Olympia's coming up, so we'll have. Yep. I'm 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 ready for it. There, it is so freaking up in the air. I don't want to get into it really, but it's. Why'd you have to bring this up? This is what I was writing down before we started talking. I know, <laughs> but 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 it's so. I'm fucking excited. It, it's so stacked that I can't even do. I I won't even do a top stacked. four. Top. Oh, it's stacked. Yeah, I really. I'm not doing anything because. I think it could go so many different directions that I'm like, I've even been watching a lot of videos on these big guys. And I'm like, I, until game day, I have no predictions because what we're how many days, weeks, days out Friday, two weeks, no Friday, uh, Friday. It starts tomorrow. They'll do like the athletes meeting and all that if, stuff. If you're still listening to us. You will have already known what happened in the Olympia. So yeah, yeah. So maybe uh, maybe we'll talk about that on the next that after the next one. Yeah, next podcast is since it will be the aftermath, and we can aftermath. No, then we can after talk. one of us has won it. We'll yeah. we'll talk about we'll our talk experience about <laughs> winning the Mister Olympia. That'll be you, Jimmy. You're the short. It's short guys win those things. <laughs> Rami's five eleven. I know, but, yeah, but Ronnie Coleman was five eleven. Oh, that's isn't true. Nick Walker. Aren't you five eleven, like... CJ? No, oh, nine. You're five nine. nine. Mm-hmm. Short fucker. I did have a guy stare at my arms like a like a guy and would normally stare us- at a woman's rack. So you told us about that last week. So so there you go. Yep. It's happening. It's happening. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so I'll talk about my Mr. Olympia experience when I go compete. Getting go. ready to fly out. <laughs> You're a little late. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I want to be fashionably late, just chill, take my time. You know, want to no, spend Nate, a little I was always time. thinking that Jimmy G was a 212 athlete. <laughs> spend a little time with my with my girls before I head out, you know. Yeah, it's what's important. It's really important. <laughs> he, he's doing the dark side, CJ. <laughs> <laughs> and we're just going to leave it at there. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Barbarian Rhetoric Podcast. I hope it's given you something to think about in your own quest to develop a barbarian mindset. Because it's with this mindset that you'll find the skills, strength, attitude, will, and endurance to see things through and live within the civilization and still be a barbarian. We appreciate your feedback. We especially appreciate those who have been supporting the podcast. That's the Barbarian Rhetoric Podcast on our website, on Anchor FM, and on Spotify. You can find the show notes on the blog or anchor.fm slash barbarian rhetoric. If the podcast has been helpful to you, please let us know. 
You can do this by checking into the Apple Podcast app, give us five stars, and leaving us a short review. This will help us get our message out in front of many more people. You can also talk to us on social media and let us know what you are thinking about or how this has helped you. On Twitter, I am at SteelJans. That's S-T-E-E-L-J-A-N-Z. And I'm also on Instagram at Barbarian Rhetoric. There's also a couple other things you need to check out. One is the Barbarian Rhetoric blog. And of course, our newsletter. There's a pop-up which you'll see as soon as you land on the blog. Thanks for listening. And always remember to be a barbarian in a civilized world. An apex predator.